Thanks for tuning in to the Revival Tabernacle Podcast. Wherever you may be listening from, we hope that this message encourages you in the unwavering, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Join us as we reach sinners, raise believers, and release leaders. Please enjoy the message from the RT Pulpit. If I were going to give a message to this title, or our title to this message, I would just take it right out of the 24th or uh, chapter, or 24th verse, excuse me, where an unclean spirit simply says, just let us alone. Let us alone. Look at verse 21. Let's begin reading there in Mark chapter 1. Then they, Jesus and those with him, went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. Father, I pray this morning that you will bring your word into our hearts and into our lives in a fresh new way. Lord, we'll leave different than we came in. Help us, Lord, not to just be those that gain more and more knowledge, but never put it to work and never are doers of the word. Help me, Lord. Help us to take what you are saying today by the Spirit of God through your word and become doers of it, Lord Jesus, leaving here not talking about whether the message was good or bad or whether, whether it was long or short, but, Lord, that we will go and put it into practice and that your Spirit, Lord, would make it live in our hearts and so that it will flow out of this place, Lord, into the streets, the communities, the marketplaces, the schools, into not only where we live but into the world as you use it, Lord, to affect others. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. This is the unclean spirit that cries out in the church, let us alone. Dawn and I travel constantly. We're across America preaching and ministering the Word of God. And I sometimes think I've seen it all until I see something I haven't seen. We were, we were recently at a church and um, something brand new for us. I've seen hula hoops. Dear Lord, help us all. If you don't think that the devil makes every attempt to invade our space when we gather together for worship, let me remind you that in the book of Job, the first chapter, the Bible says there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. In Lamentations, he cries out, the kings of the earth and all the inhabitants of the world would not have believed that the adversary and the enemy would have ever entered into the gates of Jerusalem. In our text, this unclean spirit is present in the synagogue. I've felt its deadly presence within the ranks of the church throughout our nation. It's a spirit that's opposed to true revival. It's opposed to repentance and holy living. 
It's against a forward step. It, it is opposed to the making of commitments, and it allows nothing out of the ordinary. It is the spirit of the status quo. It is the spirit of the let me be, let us alone. It turns us into empty religious shells and turns churches into barren valleys full of the bleached bones of the spiritually dead. It's summarized by Peter. All things continue as they were. I believe that the Lord has sent us here. I don't believe anything is by accident. And when I come this morning with the Word of God, I believe it's because God wants to remind us that if we're going to reach the whole world with the whole gospel, it will take the whole of the church and the whole of every member. The church is often like a football game where we have 80,000 fans that desperately need exercise watching a few men on the field that desperately need rest. We will never see a hunger among the lost until the lost witness a real hunger for God within the church. There's a line in every community. Some of you have crossed it. In other words, you have engaged the enemy. You have done warfare with hell. You are taking back territory for the Lord. You are pushing back the forces of darkness. But today, in our world, in the time in which we live, where the coming of Jesus draws nearer than ever before, we now have to move together as one unit, as the people of God. David comes on the scene, sent by his father to bring uh, uh, victuals. Now, there's a southern term for you right out of the King James Version. Bring some food and, and bring some nourishment to his brothers who were in, in the army and in, in lining up against Philistines. Israel would rather maintain the status quo for 40 days They've endured the insults of this champion. A little boy is sent with a lunch for his brothers. His oldest brother is there in uniform, Eliab. Little David only comes with slingshots and a few stones. Saul, the king of Israel, stands head and shoulders above every man in Israel, has taken his armor and put it in a hope chest to use at a future date. So David comes on the scene and he's viewed as an intruder. He says, who is this guy that's blaspheming the name of the Lord God of Israel? He says to his older brother, why in the world are you standing there? Why don't you take this guy out? And his brother, embarrassed and somewhat humiliated, tries to belittle David and tell him, look, you, you don't know what you're talking about. We've been here for over a month. David's quite aware that they've been there for a month listening to this big mouth. That's what's bothering them. You go back and take care of those fewest sheep. In other words, David, leave us alone. This is the unclean spirit of apathy and indifference. It is the unclean spirit that is ready to just live within the status quo and to never rock the boat, to never see God come on the scene and work a miracle. How many know before you have a victory, there has to be a battle? And if we never cross the line, we'll never engage the enemy. We will never witness a victory. Leave us alone. Israel, Eliab, King Saul, they were immobilized by this unclean spirit of fear and discouragement. We today, as I travel this country, face two more dangerous giants that are close kinsmen, apathy and indifference in the ranks of the church. It reminds me of the children of Israel as they came through that wilderness, God providing for them manna from heaven, quail, 
water out of a rock. He, he heals it. Their, their shoes and their clothes didn't wear out. And God's bringing them through, and they get to the very edge, to Kadesh Barnea. They get there ready to go in, and the 12 spies come back, and 10 of them bring apathy and indifference. And they look at the problems. They say, we're not able to do this. There are giants in the land. They have great walled cities. And we are like grasshoppers in their sight. They saw the size of the opposition, the size of the task, but Joshua and Caleb saw the size of God Almighty. How many know that God is greater than our problems? God is greater than the world. God is greater than our sickness. God is greater than our disease. God is greater than the sin that besmirches our soul. God's grace and power is able to do exceeding abundantly above what we can ask or think. It's time to put away the two words, I can't. My father-in-law was a builder. And uh, I, would, I would go to work for him once in a while, and, and uh, someone on the job would say, well, I can't, or it can't be done. And he would say, can't, died. How many know that in our circumstances, the Scripture says, and I'm going to live with the Scripture, I'm going to stand with the Word of God, I'm going to stand with that which will endure forever that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is an unclean spirit that disassociates itself with Christ's victorious march. God looked down at Caleb and he said, but my servant Caleb has another spirit. Not the spirit of mediocrity. Not the spirit of the same old, same old. Not the spirit of apathy and indifference. He has the spirit that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Jesus took his disciples from the status quo took them on a little ride on a boat across the sea to visit a man who was filled with legions of devils. Now, if you want to talk about getting out of the status quo, that was a trip. They go to Gadara, Jesus purposefully. How many know Jesus will purposely make his way to the individual that needs him? You know, it's not about the crowds. It's not about the multitudes with Jesus. It's about you. It's about me. Isn't that great? Isn't that wonderful? That though his eye is on every sparrow that falls to the ground, I also know his eye is on me. Hallelujah. He cares about me. He knows the very numbers of the hairs on my head. I'm making it easier for him as I get older. So Jesus takes them on this trip. He knows what awaits them. They do not. The boat pulls up onto the shore. The guys jump out. They pull it up a little further. And while they're pulling it out and Jesus is making his way out of the boat and onto the shore, all of a sudden the wildest, craziest, most bizarre scene comes to the fore. A wild man, completely naked, hair grown out, months, years, Longest, fa- I mean, I, you can't even believe what this guy must have looked like. Just use your imagination as to the, the, the dirt, the stench, the filth, all that, that was a part of this man's daily existence. And he runs towards them. Now, Jesus doesn't break a stride. He just keeps walking. I can see the disciples. I mean, my dad taught me to read the, the white as well as the black in the Bible. He meant put yourself there. Get in it. 
smell the smells, hear the sounds, feel the atmosphere, see what's going on, put yourself in there, get a better understanding. And I just can't help but in my mind's eye see as Jesus continues to walk and the man is running towards Jesus that the disciples start backing up to the boat. Get into that place of safety. Get to that place where they can get out and get going quick if they need to. And this man runs and falls on his knees before the Savior. And the next thing they know is Jesus ministers to this man and casts out this legion of devils. This man is sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. How many know that outside the doors, right here in Highland Park, right in the greater Detroit area, right here around us where we live, that there are people that are endeavoring to get to Jesus. They don't know where he's at. They don't know how to find him. And just like Jesus made his way to them, Jesus wants us to make our way to them and that they can be saved and cleansed and put in their right mind and on their way to heaven. Now, those legions of devils entered a swine herd. You know the story. And they ran violently off of a cliff and into the sea and the owners of these swine got the entire city together, telling them what happened. Now remember, this man of Gadara, as we know him, had for years tormented them. He had lived among them. They had chained him, and he had break the chains. They, they tried to incarcerate him, and he, he couldn't stay put. And he lived among the tombs, and people made a wide berth around that area because whenever they came near it, this man would run out to them and torment them and, and just terrorize them. And so the children were not allowed. So this man for years had terrorized this entire city. Now this man is healed and clothed and, and saved, and, and he no longer is going to be a threat, no longer going to be a nuisance. He's going to be a good neighbor. He's going to work a job. He's going to take care of his family. He's going to become a contributor to society and they can't stand it. Give us Barabbas. Don't give us the healer. Don't give us the one who raised the dead. Don't give us the one who fed the 5,000. Don't give us the one who walked on the water. Don't give us the one who raised the, the widow's son out of the, uh, out of the uh, processional to the graveyard. Don't be bring the, We don't want the one that healed Jairus' daughter. Give us Barabbas. Turn him loose on the streets again. Do you know that when you become a Christian, you become a threat in today's world that Christians are considered a threat to this society? Think about it. Do a little reading. Now that I don't break in houses anymore, now that I don't get in fights, now that I don't carry weapons, now that I don't curse people out, now that I don't have to, they don't, suddenly I'm a bad guy. They don't like me. So the men of Kedera come to Jesus and they say, leave our area, get out of here. What are they saying? Leave us alone. Let us, let us be. They'd rather live with a madman than have the status quo upset. Let me ask you this morning, what are you willing to live with? Some of us have lived with things for so long, things that need to be turned over to God things that we need to be healed of, things that we need to let go, keep unforgiveness we need to have torn out of us. Some of us have lived with secret sins. Some of us have lived with broken relationships. Some of us have lived with so much. Listen, Jesus is here today to set us free. 
Jesus is here today with us. We have gathered in his name, and he is present, and he is here to deliver and to heal and to set free and to enable us. What are we willing to live with? Paul cries out to us, it is high time to awake out of our sleep, out of our status quo, out of our indifference and apathy. For now, our salvation is nearer than when we believed. In other words, the return of Jesus is very near, just around the corner. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. The Holy Spirit cries not for beauty and pageantry and, and, and great music and, and, and perfect lighting and all of those things, but he, he's not into pomp and circumstance or the traditions of men or human preferences. The Holy Spirit cries out for us to be the church and not just have church. In religion, we go to church. In relationship, we are the church. Religion brings a form of godliness, but relationship brings the power of godliness. In religion, we're hearing the Word of God, but in relationship, we obey the Word of God. In religion, we find programs, but in relationship, there is a presence. Hallelujah. We cannot afford to play church while our world reels under the load of sin, guilt, sickness, and death. It is devilish, it is unclean for me to maintain a smug attitude of complacency and indifference when the eternal souls of men, women, and children are perishing. Christ went to that synagogue to challenge that unclean spirit of apathy. He didn't go there to read a few scriptures. He went there to cast that spirit out and to free God's people. He's here this morning to do the same. Even the devil himself knows that God can only bless an effort. Are you listening? Jesus said to Moses, Moses is standing at the brink of the Red Sea. The Egyptian army is behind him. They're trapped, nowhere to go. He said, take the rod and strike the water. They were dying of thirst. He said, take the rod, hit the rock. You see what I'm saying? Now listen to me. Satan knows that God can only bless an effort. And when we stop making the effort, when we stop moving forward, when we stop saying to God, I'm going to do it again today. I did it yesterday. Nothing happened. I did it the day before. Nothing happened. I witnessed for you every day last week and no one got saved, but I'm going to get up and witness again today. I, I, I prayed for the sick and, and they weren't healed, but tomorrow if I have opportunity, I'm going to pray for more sick people because I believe you. You see that we don't get discouraged. We don't just sit back and say, well, it hasn't happened. It's not going to happen. I believe that God wants to bless the efforts of faith. And when we stop making the effort, there isn't anything for God to bless. Our community at Revival Tabernacle aims to reach our city and beyond with the life-changing message of Jesus. Thank you for your support. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at www.revivaltab.org.